What's good to find, gang, gang? Okay, so second time trying to record. It is five, six o'clock in the morning. I am hungry. My metabolism is going through the roof. Um, and so um, I'm going to try to get through this one, but I wanted to knock this one out because there have been some things I've been addressing, and I want to address some little mindset gems or set a mental map for you before I continue down the path that I, that I'm on. Um, I am trusting my emotional intelligence that, excuse me, I apologize. Um, there's going to be some people who are kind of hearing me talk about, you know, things like buying a Rolex and, Versace glasses that are this and the third, but I want you to understand where I'm coming from. And at the end of the day, these are things that are a part of what's on my vision board. Now, the first time I was recording this, one of the things I wanted to tap into is also is <clears throat> I think I'm just a little bit unique in that anybody can do this. Um, and I've learned to step away from the strict regimented, like, okay, when they say you have your money jar, you have to have the cinnamon and the pennies and the um, and the bay leaves, and you have to have um, different dollar denominations, and you have to have all this stuff. I've learned to make things my own. When it comes to, like, scripting or the crystals, I'm not always going to have crystals on me. I'm not always going to have access to a candle or my journal. And so... Uh, one of the key things I have learned, if I think if you, ah, I don't remember the name of the podcast, but there's a very important podcast where I'm talking about understanding that the, the manifestation is all about the feelings. I think if you take nothing away from anything else that I've said and you were to click off in the next 10 seconds, <clears throat> focus on the feelings, the feelings, the feelings, the feelings, Right. So now let's get into it. Um, Versace on my vision board. Um, When you're in the feelings, it's what's going to help tip over into manifesting better is I want you to start to to think about the path of what it's going to have to take to get there. Um, As I start to talk about the house, the clothing, the vehicles, the real estate, the, you know, start to immerse yourself in that type of reality. So with my last vision board, I don't have the actual one with me. And that's why I'm saying I've learned to get to a place where I'm more fluid. Um, I still remember like right down to the color, the background of the, the vision board. It's in, in storage. Um, and the placements that I put things, um, the pictures and why I put them there. But that last one was way more cohesive than things I've done in the past. What do I mean by cohesive? I tapped into the feelings. Like, um, what does it mean for me to be, you know, wealthy? Well, one of the things that was on there is being the rich auntie. Because I'm starting to visualize who's going to be with me on this journey. I had a, a picture of a really nice gourmet meal with all the exotic like cheeses and fruits and on a nice cutler uh like a cutter board with the nice wines and everything with it but it's like I want to be able to experience 
cuisine, dining, and <clears throat> not only um, get to taste it, but create it uh, and be familiar with how to identify. And it's a part of like the homemaking process. Uh, when we did this, I had my friends come over and I was already tapping into that energy. I enjoyed creating a space for when they came over. There was motivational stuff for a little motivational um, sounds in the background, but then we went to, to motivational music. I made sure that they all had their favorite different kinds of drinks, different kinds of snacks, and then all the different supplies and magazines, made sure that the candles were going good. The bathroom was set up so that it's super comfortable and luxurious experience for them to use. Oh, one of my friends ended up using some of the things I had in my in my bathroom to take it onto her home living experience, right? And it's like, now you start to understand the cohesiveness of it. If it it's not just going to be a house. It's going to be airy and roomy and comfortable. Um, and so when you put like the car and the house and the clothing and the a picture of a couple and an engagement ring and the um, traveling and the beaches and the destinations, now that it's on your vision board, now that it's in your mental space, the extra step is like taking the time to just throughout your day, right? Throughout your day, you're imagining what it's like to really drive, jump in your car, drive down the street and walk up the driveway to that dream house and turn the keys and take off your shoes at the door and walk on the hardwood floors and go to the kitchen and open the cabinet, get out your favorite food, get out your favorite drink, walk to the balcony, see the sunset, go to your... um go to your walk-in closet, pick up your designer bag, put it in the enclosed area, take out your Rolex out of the island in your, in your, um, in your closet, um, go and soak in the bathtub looking overlooking the city. So um, all of those things start to help you visualize and bring in what it is that you really want. <clears throat> and so then um, let me go into, for example, uh, I put on their housing, clothing, lifestyle. So now you're really fine tuning into, okay, if I'm driving from a friend's house, what am I going to be wearing? Okay, it's going to be my Versace glass shades. My hair is going to be done a certain way. My nails are going to be done a certain way. So I probably will stop by on the way to get my nails done in which area, which location, what will that person look like? What will the experience be like? What will, you know, it feel like for me to put on these outfits and these type of clothes? Um, what will I smell like? I, You guys know I love fragrances. I love anything to do with oud oil, um, candles. Um, uh, I just love anything having to do with that extra sensory smell. I also do like anything that has texture and satiny kind of feel. Um, so I'm just a little bit extra with those things. But it really helps me to manifest. Uh, so here I put like even vehicles. Now you're starting to think about, okay, and because I've already experienced it, what it was to manifest my last car, I'm driving my 
my my latest dream car, which is the Chevy Camaro. Uh, right now, it's out working for me. It's with the uh, fleet on rental, which I might end up getting my own fleet. I'm working with somebody right now that he has like, I know it has to be more than 20 cars in his <clears throat> collection, but it's made me want to consider adding my own fleet or or getting more vehicles to continue the partnership that I have with him. But anyways, um, now that I understand it, it's like some of like, well, I'll tell you like one of the cars and, and I know it's a concept car, but the Escala, it's like supposed to be a Escala Escalade, which you can probably tell I have a certain kind of affinity for a certain type of car. But what does it mean? Where would I find that? Where would the dealership be? What would it mean for me to drive there and to have the down payment and to figure out, you know, I've decided, I think moving forward, I want to lease cars. And there's a reason why I want to lease cars. And so you start to, to tap into the knowledge. You start to prepare yourself now, right? If, if everything you wanted were to fall into place now, would you really be ready for it? Would you know that if you got $2 million in your bank account, would you be able to walk into that dealership and know that you can get the best deal and be educated on how to, whether you should finance paid out cash, down payment, or lease, and why the wealthy lease versus own it outright because it's a depreciating asset? Um, what does it mean for you to? Uh, uh, let me go to. Let me stick to my list. So the next thing on the, on my list here. I hope you understand what I'm saying. So it's more than a, just a picture at this point. Um, I have, for example, I have a playlist of houses that fit the criteria. So I've already started to shop. Which neighborhoods do I want to live in? Um, do what, you know, how much lighting and spacing do I need? And it's been a very fun experience for me because it's almost to the point where I've even picked out a realtor in one of the areas that I want to live. And I'm like, as soon as the money starts rolling in, you know, um, I already know I'm going to contact her. I'm going to, I'm so excited for when the first time I call her and I'm like, listen, I want to come by your office. I want you to help me look. Um, I already have the playlist. These are the type of houses I'm looking for. This is the type of feel. And you know, with the visualization process, um, it's been things like I know that when I walk in, I want light and airy. So if it has certain, you know, features or if there's stairs right when you walk in, then I know that's that's not the type of house for me. But I can e imagine going to a house with a realtor and part of it too, like even knowing that from jump, I don't, you know, don't send me houses that have stairs right when you walk through the door and that type of thing and I know that I want light and airy with the view with a balcony and so then it's like already visualizing those conversations what does it mean um, I'm familiar with how much it's going to cost I've already done the calculators to find out what my mortgage payment is going to be and and what it takes for me to pay it off and depending on the on the price of the house I've kind of found out that even though there are some houses that are a little bit more expensive. I really could be happy with something that's like 1.2 and it still falls into the criteria of two stories, walk-in closet, amazing views, two stories, um, high ceilings, um, certain look for the kitchen, right? Um, what the neighborhood is going to be like, what is the lifestyle going to be for me to, to 
just be able to, you know, maybe go downstairs from my condo complex and go for a walk on a Sunday morning in San Diego area and get some flowers, get something to eat, go to the beach, you know, and come back home, walk back home, roller skate back home. And so part of like, I wanted to really tap in on why it's important for this community to also understand there's a reason why I even put up that we need to address our personal finance, our business finance, our business credit score. <laughs> ah, you guys, I'm hungry. Um, our business credit score, personal credit score, and our um, LLCs and business enterprises. Because now you can buy your car and your house under the, the LLCs and protect the assets and what that means to sit down with your lawyer and protect those things, you know, especially if you're going into business that you don't get sued and lose it, right? And that you can pass it on to to those that are important to you. Um. So do you see what I'm saying? Like the whole visualization process. Yes, there's rules. Yes, you can have a vision board. Yes, you can have it in your room. But at the end of the day, you have to make these practices a part of your everyday life. Like even when the best time to do it is when you're falling asleep. Um, music is a really great way. And I'm I'm starting to listen to music again. And I kind of had to catch myself, but I haven't. I love music a lot. I've come to understand that. Um, I could be, you know, her audience and part of the reason why I'm a little bit, not the whole reason, but why I was down for so long is because I really was not listening to any type of music because it was triggering to me. And so now within the last month or so, it's like I'm allowing myself to listen. I'm careful to what I'm listening listening to, but it's going to be about money, a lot of money, playlist type of things, um, some of them are playful. I've shared some of them with you on the, on this podcast journey. But um, another great tool that I think outside of the vision board is YouTube. When you get off of this podcast, I want you to go and look at your subscriptions in your YouTube. <clears throat> Does everything in your feed match the lifestyle that you're trying to get to right now. So like, for example, I'm just being very transparent here with you guys. So in my feed, there's things on how to shop for the Rolex, the um, like the real estate playlist, a lot of things about how um, multimillionaires think. Um, I watch women that I like their personality that talk about luxury items and their experiences buying nice perfumes, nice outfits, nice clothing. Uh, And so it's one of those things where it's like, you're not waiting until you have 2 million to then be like, oh, let me scramble to find out how to shop for this Rolex watch. What do I need to look for? What, you know, what, what kind of, what kind of watches are out there? What do I need to look for? No, it should already be in your feed. There needs to be an alignment. Like you need to start feeding your mind because remember all things start in the mind and it's going to, it's now going to force you to move differently because if you really want to buy that house, you're going to have to have the credit score. And, but if you wait until you start to make money, you don't have the credit history, but if you started to research, okay, if I had the money right now, 
I would go to my realtor. They're going to ask me my credit score. They're going to ask me um, what my monthly payments are. What are my spending habits? How much can I afford? And so you start to plan that way. Okay, I need to make at least $10,000 a month. Um, and I, I need to allocate that 6000 of it is going to go to my mortgage. The rest is going to live go for expenses. Well, maybe it needs to be a little bit more or a little bit less because I need to put more some for savings. Um, am I going to have a car payment? Am I going to... Um, what credit score do I need to qualify for the lowest interest rates, right? And so now you're building all of those habits. Every time you make your purchases, every time you it's time for you to make payments, you're intentional like, whoa, in 12 months, in 24 months, I need to be able to buy this. And I know I need to get my credit score from here to this amount. I need to have this amount, amount in, my, in my bank account. So at the top, I had t- was talking a lot about the feelings, but once you start to go through the feelings, you're like walking yourself, walking into the realtor's office, looking them up, looking on their website to see what they are asking for. You know, you can go on, um, like one of my favorite realtors to watch is Kiana Watson. You know, go listen to her. She's always dropping tidbits on what you need to be home buyer ready. And she's going to tell you, you need this, 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 and this. And it's like, okay, do you have that now? Well, what do you need to do to get to that point? Um, So I love, I think YouTube is a great way for you to kind of determine if you go and you look at your YouTube and it's, and it reflects your current life and your current life, you know, it's, it's all just like social media, um, distracting entertainment, and there's no, no nutritional value. You might want to revisit that. Think about everything you would listen to and what you would be looking at if you were a multimillionaire and then start to take off the subscriptions that don't match that and put on subscriptions that do, you know, um, car reviews, luxury car reviews, although I kind of know what to look for. I don't have a lot of car reviews. I just have a playlist. I have a playlist of the cars that I like um, that fit a certain... But, and so with that being said, it's only like two. Bentley and an Escala. <laughs> so I'm picky, but they all look the same. If you were to put a Bentley, the speed. Now, I had fun. I had fun, you guys, looking into the Bentleys. Like I said, I was uh, one day I was just laying there and I'm like, well, let me look into the Bentley. Let me just tap into that experience. Let me look at it, but visualize what it means for me to open the door, to walk up to it, walk, open the door, sit down, feel the leather, touch the different instruments, set the AC, um, drive down. And so that's when I learned about the, they have the Bentley Speed 8. Oh my God, you guys are so sexy. So you guys know I like muscle cars. I like fast cars. Um, But if you were to take a picture of the Bentley Speed 8, um, the Chevy Camaro, and the um, Escala, even though I think it's still in concept mode, Escala Escalade, if you were to put them all three together, all black everything, honey, all black everything, okay? They all look, they all have a similar look, right? Um, But that was a a very fun experience for me. Um, And it's part of the manifestation process. Um, And so 
then it's things like when I go to um, the dealership, it's kind of like our, it's almost right up there with, with shopping for a Rolex, but it's kind of like I already know what things I want, what things I'm okay with not having, if anything, but I'm kind of familiar with the experience. Um, let's see here. Yeah, so like even another thing that I do too, uh, even as I'm speaking here, I've been talking a lot about the Versace, but I, I kept that tab open. Sometimes I'll go to different designers and I'll just keep the tab open or I'll go to Saks Fifth Avenue and I'll just shop for things in my size that's in season. Um, and so the feeling of having the money to purchase it, I'll put it in my in my shopping bag and just be on the verge of checking out. But mentally it's like, okay, it's just normal for me to go in and, and get these type of shoes. And I train myself to not so much look at the price, right? Just go with what I want. And because that's, that's something that's coming in the future. Um, I want to kind of circle back just something that I think, because I'm noticing that, okay, it's sounding a little materialistic too, but um, think about what you need to get there. And I am talking about the things that are on the board, but that means you're going to have to, like in my case, I'm doing things a little bit different. I don't want you to get too distracted, but um, what does that mean for how much business you're going to have to generate, um, how much savings you're going to have to do? Um, how much investing you're going to have to do. Um, For those of you who are selling products, it's like, how many do you need to sell per month? And so then now that means what kind of website do you need? How many um, ads do you need? Uh, And so then you start to look at your bank account and say, okay, well, I need to have at least 50,000 for a down payment on the type of house that I want. How much do I have in my bank account now? Some months you might go up six thousand. Another month you might go up two thousand, and that you can put towards that down payment, right? But the whole idea of yes, you're thinking about pulling up to the Bentley dealership. Um, one of the most important things is you're gonna have to. And I learned this from Ashera, but it's, yes, you're manifesting a Bentley, but you also need to have a portal for you to get the money for that to come to you, right? So that means you're going to have to have a skill or a means of investing in a savvy way. And I'm saying not saving, but investing. That will get you there. Now you're going to start to think about what does it take for me to get that house, to get that, to make this happen. That's what you know, the carrot stick is, right? Um, Let me try to knock this out in the next eight minutes here. The other tools that you can use are, yeah, part of the visualization process and the feeling process is allow yourself to go right up to the moment of purchase, right up to the moment of turning the keys to your car, to your house, sleeping in the bed, looking out the window, getting your coffee in the morning in that dream space, putting on the nice clothes, um, going to the nice places dressed in that clothes, checking it, you know, checking on to checking in for a flight, allow yourself to go through the sequence of events. And that's going to help you with the feeling. And it's kind of interesting too. I'm going to say it here, but if you kind of, it doesn't, if it feels unnatural to you or you feel guilty, um, 
Ooh, I'm going to run out of time. Okay, then that's what you need to work with. That's what you need to resolve. Um, I'm going to just mention real quick, I, you know, I like to use the money jars. Um, I have used candles. It's not a make or break deal, but I, you know, love a red candle, love a green candle, love candles, period, love smells. I've used crystals throughout the years. Um, but again, it's not like if I don't have it out, it's not make or break. Um, but it's very complimentary. I have them around, you know, in my room space and just, you know, have them as part of the business model that I plan to grow maybe going into next year. Um, and let me see. So yeah, my notes here say helps you fine tune what you want. And I'm going to say this too. So it also helps with you attracting your twin. Um, one of the things I had to learn was I kept trying to project all of the things that I wanted out of my divine masculine onto my, my, my ex in particular, my last ex. And it's like, you have to be careful because divine source will be like, well, you're really asking me to be, you know, loved, cherished, understood and valued. And this is not it. So let me take it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Chase her energy. That's mine. That's my boo. You know, I want him. That type of thing. So just be careful with that. I would say focus on the feelings. Um, Don't focus so much on, you know, that it has to be this particular person because the divine source is going to give you exactly what you want. So focus on what, how it feels to be walking down the beach with the love of your life, laughing, maybe not too much crying, you know, but like being able to open up to them. What does that feel like waking up to them next to them in the morning without it being so much a face or a certain person and allow divine source to get, bring that into you. So that's the space I'm in right now. I, um, uh, and I'm just giving myself time to heal, and I'm tr- that's what I'm calling in. You know, one day I'm gonna come on here and be like, "Girl, we got married," and you already know if you listen to some of my other podcasts, baby girl's gonna elope. <laughs> I'm gonna elope and just come on my podcast one day and be like, "Yeah." So, as y'all know, I've been talking to my boo when we decided to get married, and da da da. And you'll probably hear him laughing in the background, and then you won't hear from me for for another month, right? <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's going to be important in manifesting your, your true divine masculine. Um, I'm going to run out of time, but this part was so important. I'm going to go ahead and talk about how, you know, I really am a strong proponent for prosperity gospel, um, really learned how sad it is that a lot of us are stuck on the poverty gospel, which has a lot to do with Christianity and the old model of how they sell and package it to you. Um, So even with me sounding quote unquote materialistic, there is a reason why I'm such a huge proponent uh, proponent for it. I think what I'm going to do here, you guys, is that part is really important. I want you to understand why I'm saying some of these things and why it can sound materialistic. So I'm going to go ahead and close off this 30 minute because I can only record up to 30 minutes in my web browser. I'm going to, I think that this this is enough for you to kind of understand why I'm saying some of the things that I'm saying moving forward. But I want to dig just a little bit deeper 
Um, and these last four, four or five bullets really could take another 30 minutes. So I want to, uh, encourage you if, if, if you think you have enough to run with, then, you know, class is out of session, but for the rest of you who want some extra credit, um, want to do a little bit more research, then you're welcome to stay for the second half. Okay. So if you're signing off, charging you with love, love of your life, health, wealth, wisdom, prosperity. And those of you who want to stay back, um, I'll see you in like what the next, like literally two or three seconds. All right. Peace. All right. So this is for the master class. I wanted to kind of share with you, uh, what I feel is really the root um, understanding or my root understanding of prosperity gospel. Um, I can say that growing up in Christianity, to a certain extent, my parents took it all the way to this extreme where it's like they were happy that, you know, uh, they had certain things, but it's because it was based off of, you know, it wasn't how they were brought up. It's kind of like, I used to walk barefoot uphill both ways in the snow. So now that I have shoes, it's kind of like, well, I'm just thankful. And then the other thing was, um, it came to me and then it went, um, yeah, just, oh, the second thing was the second coming. So it was just always, like, ingrained in us, you know, especially, like, coming around 2000, 2000K or 1999, going into 2000. And it's, like, new millennium, Jesus is coming. So people weren't applying themselves. They weren't really, you know, and the same thing with us, too. So I was just, I remember, like, if I'm going to be really honest with you, just feeling like, well, I would have wanted to get married and I would have wanted to have five kids. But on top of being sheltered because I had to be perfect for when Jesus came, it was kind of like, and I'm telling you, they're, they're, you know, that was extreme. I think they've become more relaxed, but that stuff has consequences. So it's like people weren't really, and it's not, oh my goodness. I apologize. I've been drinking Red Bull, you guys. My metabolism is through the roof, and I'm hungry, and I'm waiting for a smoothie. I got a smoothie, but, um, okay. So it was things like um, not really applying yourself. So you're not applying yourself at the job because Jesus is coming. So you put up with the terrible way that your boss treats you. You put up with the fact that they're not promoting you. And so now five years down the road, if something opens up to you, oh, now it's by the grace of God and he um, has blessed you. Um, but then now you're not really pushing yourself to buy your first home and save that and get into a duplex because Jesus is coming and you don't want to be materialistic and, you know, um, not investing in the best quality foods or the best quality lifestyle or the the nice things. It's one thing like me, I'm a little bit extra. I'm not going to lie. Like you guys have already been hearing me talk about the Versace from, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think there's nothing wrong with, um, there are really going to be people who like to shop at Ross. And at the end of the day, you have something to keep you warm. Um, and to keep you clothed and to still be fashionable. 
my issue, right? What I came to understand is the divine source is abundant. It's abundant. And there's a mindset or prosperity mindset that if you are living to pass on things to your children, to be the best version of yourself, to have enterprises. That's why we have a lot of the things. It's it's actually from the atheists. I mean, I don't think we would have had a, we probably could have had a cell phone much quicker or sooner, you know, like the iPhone, if it wasn't for the Christian poverty mindset, right? And because for the few quote unquote pagans or atheists, it's like, there's no limits. There's no bounds. They are planning to live forever and pass things on to their children. So they're trying to acquire as much as they could to pass on to their children. Meanwhile, the rest of us are like, well, I can't even see past, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm happy, you know, to be able to just go home and pick up the phone and use the landline. I'm so grateful I heard the voice. But when you have prosperity mindset, it's like, what if there's a way for me to interact with people while I'm, well, you shouldn't be on the phone driving, right? But uh, while you're on the phone, but what would it mean for me to be able to access the internet from anywhere and have it with me in a meeting and pull up information and listen to music and listen to YouTube and all this stuff? Like, you have to believe that there is a future to look forward to, right? So I kind of did my rant on that one. Um, one of the things that was on my notes here, and I'm going to go ahead and mention it in the order that it's here, is with the visualization process, I had mentioned that some of you might feel as if um, it doesn't resonate with you. And that's what this whole journey is about. It's like, reconciling in your mind, wait a minute, why don't I feel that I'm worthy of prosperity? Why do I feel guilty about wanting to have a Versace glasses? And why do I feel guilty? You know, as you picture yourself in that, you can probably know exactly who's going to be around you and who's going to give you a side eye and or feel that you're showing off. And so then now you're going to have to reconcile in your feelings. Oh, okay. I need to be okay with that. And it was interesting to me because um, when I was taking a little break this morning in between podcasts, I was listening to this young lady and it's amazing how you start to find people who resonate on the same level with you. And she's like, you know, I felt bad. I was apologizing for being successful. But her thing is the same thing like mine. She's like, I want you to learn to be successful. I'm not in these nice things or having these things to show off, I'm actually showing you it's possible. It can be done. And I'm sharing with you what you can do to get there. Right. So you're going to have to learn to, to deal with that because that's a very real aspect of being successful. Um, and there are people that will shame you for being, um, wealthy and it's kind of if I'm gonna be sometimes you guys notice I I call myself being petty but I'm I'm not gonna say I'm petty but it's almost to the point where I do I'm having less sympathy for poor people if I understand the mindset behind it um because it's a spirit of lack and a spirit of um no hope and a spirit of not wanting to see the future and applying yourself. 
And so then when you understand that, you know, that state is not forever. The, the state of poverty or being poor is not forever. There's an ability for you to transform yourself and reinvent yourself. And that's very much Scorpio energy, you know, from the scorpion to the eagle to the phoenix. That's why I think I'm coming at you with that energy as opposed to maybe if, if this was an Aquarius or a Leo or a Virgo talking to you or, or Libra. But it's like, that's why I'm coming at you with this energy. You have the ability to transform yourself and transform your situation. And I think that I, for me, you know, as things progress, yeah, I'm going to be a little bit more petty about really trying to get poor people to understand like you don't have to stay there you don't have to be stuck there you can change and transform your your outcome you know and educate yourself to win the same way warren buffett and bezos to a certain degree i'm not gonna yeah let's leave that alone you can apply yourself and and look at how they move and apply that for yourself right um And the other note that I have on here, I'm going to go ahead and address it. It says, you may find that when you immerse yourself into that reality, you visualize yourself in that um, scenario, you might find, like, for example, I, I keep using the Versace classes as an example. That's where we start to tap into some of the things where it might be concerns about materialism. Well, why do you want those glasses? Is it because it's going to make people value you more? If if it's about people valuing you more and you picture yourself wearing, you know, that article and now people are respecting you and that's the only reason you wanted to get it, now you have to sit with that because does that mean that the same people around you now don't value you and why does it make you feel that you have to get that for them to value you? And so then that can fill in the gap. Um, you might find out that you might not necessarily want something. I know one of the things as I've been visualizing what it means for me to walk around with a Rolex watch, it's like one of those things where it's like, do I really want it for me? Or do I, you know, what are the consequences of that? Because I've been seeing where if you're walking around with that, people can identify it and want to like now rob you and harm, cause you harm. Um, and then now you're having to look at, you know, the housekeeper or if you're going to a nice hotel and leaving it and somebody, you know, the, the housekeeper comes through and takes it or, you know, having a party and having people. So now you start to, to deal with those type of things and um, you start to understand how you need to move with around certain people and who you want in your circle. And I'm still going to get that, that Rolex, <laughs> um, but I probably won't wear it out as much or I know under which circumstances, right? So you might realize that you don't necessarily want it, but then that's where you fine tune your reality, right? Um, one of the things I really wanted to drill into that is the most important, I wanted to talk about how, you know, you guys know I grew up Christian and I like to take the comedic principles of it. So when I tell you that it's, there's an abundance from the most high divine source, you know, you, talk, you hear the talks about Solomon. When you talk about opulence and they spent, his dad had people who were carving wood for like 10 years or stuff like that. 
Um, and it was like the best wood and it, how long it takes to grow these types of wood and to ship it down. And people who specialized in um, gold and jewelry and embroidery, that stuff is opulent. But that's what you had to present to the Most High. So that is very incongruent with a lot of the poverty mindset. Poverty mindset, people are comfortable in their rags. They're comfortable in their dirt. They're comfortable with the bare minimum. But David and Solomon, they were presenting the best to their to their God. And it was rubies and gold-plated this, that, and the third. Very. If you get a chance to look at like the temple preparations for when David passed it on to Solomon... If that's not designer stuff, I don't know what is. Like once you even start to understand the value of a ruby and they had X amount of rubies and different kinds of jewels, it's just very opulent. Why do we feel guilty about that? But one of the things I was explaining to, to a student was he's a very abundant God. So the model I used is, you know, this model that they tell you and and there's conversations about who god is and are you god and what it means to show up for yourself versus waiting for him or this angry person right in the sky but the principle that they tell you is with tithing you're supposed to give your best of your grain 10 percent of the best of your grain to the most high. And I think people get caught up in like tithing to these people, which I, you know, that's a whole, I have my issues with that. And miss the whole forest, right? Miss the forest for the trees. When he's telling you that he wants the best of your grains and you're supposed to give the first to him, I use the example of a pen. So, If you are to take a pen and you say, you know what, I want to go into this business of creating a pen, but you know that your first 10% and the best has to go to the most high and he only expects the best from you, you're not going to just spit out a pen and give it to him because it's not your best. You're going to develop the skills and the craftsmanship and the skillsmanship to make sure that this is like Louis Vuitton, Chanel, um, Versace, um, high-end material that you're using and that it looks good and it functions and it's the best ink and it has a really, listen, when I started to understand this, like even when I tell you the pens that I use, I used to order them job the most expensive pens and it's not that they weren't expensive people would come into the office and borrow the pen and be like this is the best pen I've ever written with and I'm like I know (laughs) I know it writes smoothly the ink is perfect um it the grip is perfect it's just but so when by the time you turn around and dedicate that pen to him You've already developed the mastery, the craftsmanship. You've already um, imported the finest ink and 
like the little roller ball, you understand how to make that work. So by the time it comes time for you to go into business and sell it, you leave people no other choice but to pay you a premium. You can go and ask above and beyond and be known and be successful. And um, I don't want to get too Bible-ish on you, but that's what happened with, I believe it's Jacob, right? He was in the process or in the, in the continual process of always giving the best sheep to a sacrifice to, to his God. But the thing is, he started to hone in on the craft of what it means to have the best sheep. He was known for having like the best wool for them, the best hybrids. He understood when to mate them and how to get the spotted ones and how to get, you know, different outcomes. But out of that, he was able to then sell and become very affluent. But it's because he gave he went through that process of understanding that you are called to do, excuse me, to have a high performance, high performance, right? And that's where the craftsmanship and that's craftsmanship, craftsmanship comes in. And that's where you start to have an appreciation for things like a Rolex, when you see the honeycomb design and you understand the crystal cuts and the artsmanship and the mastery that went into it. And that's what we need to do with our things. Like even with the iPhone, they're always upgrading, always innovating it, right? That's how I view it. That's why I talk about being okay with you, um, having an affinity for the nicer, finer things. Because at the end of the day, I, I had talked about how I had to remind people, I am a child of God. You're not going to come at me any kind of way or expect me to lower my standards. I did a podcast about the Proverbs 30 woman. That woman was in real estate and it talks about how she was able to pick out the best plot of land and to have wine, um, vineyards. And so now you're talking about somebody who's picking the best plot of land. That means she was familiar with the soil, familiar with the kind of grapes. She was at the marketplace. She knew how to pick out fine linens at the marketplace. So when she's there, she knows what the other housewives are looking for, for their wine, for their, for when they're doing their entertainment and pairing it with the cheese. So she knows what kind of vineyards, you know, grapes to grow on her, on her, on her vineyard, right? Um, and so even when it talks about her being able to go to the marketplace and work with the fine linens, you have to touch and feel and understand where it's coming from, where it's being imported. How does it feel on you? Give me your finest, give me your best. But when it comes time to sell those things, you can be nothing but blessed. And so you get to this point where you start to realize, well, I'm not going to, you really pick up things and look at them different. And then that starts to spill over into what you put into your body and how you treat yourself and what you allow to put on your skin and who you allow to, to do your hair. And, you know, do you see what I'm saying? It just opens up your eyes to so much more. Now you're not just throwing things together, slapping things together. You're paying, and that's why when, 
the wealthy start to talk about things, they talk about the hardwood floors and whether it's authentic or not and the the views and the 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 you know location and the neighborhoods and the experiences and even when you like uh this one person I, I'm gonna go watch your video right now but like Kay Kaylin Alex has luxury handbags collection 2020 and you listen to how she's gonna describe her designer handbag collection what's the thought process behind it what kind of leather do they use? What kind of accessories do they use? What is the stitching like? You know, how much craftsmanship went into it? And it's cool because it's kind of inspirational because then now when I'm doing my type of things, I'm paying attention. Like I really enjoyed putting together my bracelets because I paid attention to which crystals go together, the material that goes with it. Um, and yeah, I'm just having fun with those. They're not um, ready to be launched or anything. I think I'm going to, I'm starting to gear up on the back end to maybe launch sometime next year. Um, but I'm understanding the craftsmanship behind it, right? Um, the Let me start to wrap up here. So one of the things that I put here is that it's, I start to understand the iceberg effect where they say, you know, um, you people only see the success. They only see the top and it's all shining and glowing and successful lights, camera, action, but they don't see everything that goes below it. And I think that um, I could see where that happens. You see me talking about the Versace. If you go to my Instagram feed in a couple months, you'll see me stunting the, the heck out of those glasses on a beach somewhere in my designer clothes and sh taking pictures of the nice cuisine food that I'm eating. And it, and you can start to feel some kind of way. And all you heard me talking about Versace this and Versace that and cuisine this and yachts this and lifestyle this. But what you didn't see and what I want us to understand is how the mindset behind it, right? How did we get there? Yes, a lot, some of it was mental. Um, it didn't just fall into our laps. If you start to follow my podcast, you see where I'm telling you, let's invest this certain kind of way. Let's look to um, build our credit scores on these different levels. Let's protect ourselves from certain taxes. Let's apply ourselves to our business, right? Let's apply ourselves to certain outcome plan ahead. So I can understand why some people really do feel resentment. And it's kind of funny because like I said, I, um, it's one of those things you don't want to be like, so in awe of like, for example, one of my, my, I say my girl crushes is Jennifer Williams. I have a unique ability to be able to see what she's doing and be inspired by it as opposed to having the evil eye or the jealous eye. Right. And I think that's where people start to, to kind of see celebrities all around them. You can be just as successful if Cardi B is your thing. She's not really my type, but you know, you can be getting your Birkin bag too if you apply yourself, right? Um, you can, uh, I, and I want to say this, I think one of the things I really want to try to drill home for you guys is if I knew what I know now, I really could have been already a multimillionaire right? I think I'm going to be hitting that in like three years. 
Um, and what it comes down to is I've already kind of given you guys my degrees and all of that stuff. I'm not even trying to tell you to get degrees. I do talk in, to the women in the last podcast about the five to one ratio and the importance of education. Um, and I kind of cushion it by saying that, you know, if you want to go to school or see yourself working for other people, the difference of what's going to set um, us apart from everybody else in terms of being able to hit that status quicker is the investment tools. Um, there are some things that I'm working on. I've shared some of those things with you. Like one of the things was the minor. We got a minor from my dad the other day and he, um, it's been about 30 days. And just from plugging that in, the helium bobcat miner, he um, already made back his profit. The profit, he, it's like $530, I think, for the bobcat miner, helium crypto. He already made 700 off of that. No, it's closer to 800 but either way, 800 off of that. I already told you the miners up the street for me, they make the first month that we saw it, he was making 1500 And then it went to like 2200 2500 a month just for plugging this device that mines crypto, right? So it's not working harder, it's working smarter, having the right investment tools. I've told you guys about, and some of these things weren't even around when I was, um, you know, back in the day. But even when you look at how Warren Buffett does trading and being able to put it into things that give you high returns over a period of time, those opportunities are becoming even more so available to you. Now, everyday people can go on to Robinhood, um, Webull, invest in crypto. Um, I talk a lot about Novatech. Novatech, do your due diligence. And this is for entertainment purposes, but go to Novatech. I get 3% off of how much I put in there, and I'm working it to where I can live off of the interest off of what I put into Novatech. And it's easy money. Every Friday, I just get my, you know, deposit and do what I need to do with it, right? Um, so, yeah. One of the things I wanted to also drive, drill into here is I want to see more of us going more to where we're creating, um, paying attention to the creation to the consumption ratio. So one of the things for me starting this podcast is like, wait. I can start to create content. I can start to put, and I get, you know, they pay you a little bit. It's not a lot, but it's starting to build up. And as I'm more consistent, I'm starting to see the balance is growing a little bit. But um, it's like, I'm not just going to, especially once the pandemic hit, just sit here and be looking at YouTube. And yes, I'm paying attention to what I'm feeding my mind. Um, and it's very convenient because you guys know I trade. So I have the next tab, you know, for all the different um, apps that I have for trading in the background. But it's like being, yes, I'm intentional about how much I, you know, what the, the quality of what I'm watching. But I'm also um, at a point where it's like I want to start to create. And I, I kind of hit some walls, I'll be honest. But I think as things are starting to fall into place, it's like go back and revisit what it means to do my website, to work with the inventory that I already have, um, to finish a book that I had started, um, start looking to add other things to my 
to my line. And that's going to come into play once I get my LLC and that type of thing, right? But I want us to start thinking of more ways to create and to consume, especially with that model that I was talking about before. It's like, if you dedicate the first 10%, like you're not going to give up. If you can't present it, let's just outright spit it. If you can't present it to a god or put it on an altar, I know um, Oshun energy is actually really nice to work with too. I have a um, a podcast on Oshun, right? So I know some of you guys might not necessarily be in tune with the whole religion thing. That's fine. I feel like I'm able to use everything to my advantage. But if you even look at Oshun energy, for her, you give her only the finest and the best, right? It's like the divine feminine counterpart to God or the Most High. Hope I'm not being too blasphemous for some of you who kind of identify more with Christianity. But um, if you can commit that you're not going to just put anything out there, but you're going to put out the best quality and develop the skill and mastery and craftsmanship before you start to output, you'll be successful. But start to create in line with that, in keeping with that. Nothing but the best. Use nothing but the best in materials and put out nothing but the best in output, right? So I'm going to sign off here. I made sure that I put at the beginning of the pod, you know, my notes for podcast, feeling, feeling, feeling. And at the end, I wanted to put feeling, feeling, feeling. Tap into the feelings of, of what it is that you're manifesting and go through the thought process of getting from point A to B, you know, as your best time to do is when you're falling asleep Um, and use the tools around you, you know, pay attention to what's the, what's on your playlist. Is it motivating you? If it's not motivating you and it's not in alignment with the things that you, how you see yourself, then change it up, change up your YouTube, change up your feed, change up the books around you and the people around you to get the outcome that you want. Okay. So I'm going to sign off. I'm going to charge you with love, with the love of your life, with black light, because black light illuminates invisible. going to charge you with health, with wealth, with wisdom and prosperity. And until the next podcast, peace.